Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast that rocked on the new YouTube channel, the podcast that rocked. I made a separate one specifically for this, and it's also available wherever podcasts are found. Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, no longer iTunes, because that's apparently going to go the way of the dinosaurs, and everything else. With me today is a special guest that I've never got to really do much with on my channel, and I'm very excited to actually finally get to talk with him a bit more and work, hopefully, in the future. This is Mike from the Become the Knights. Mike, if you'd like to introduce yourself and your channel a little bit more, please uh, introduce yourself any way you want. I'll give you a free license to say anything you need to. Oh, I forgot to ask you this before we started. Um, what's what's the language? What's the language barrier here? This is YouTube, so you can say whatever you want. Cool. Well, I mean, not for long, but yeah. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I, I got, I got you. Can... Yeah. Don't forget. Don't feel <laughs> um, limited or like you have to censor yourself. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Mike Caprice, also known as Mike the Music Snob. My YouTube channel has become the night. I, I do a whole bunch of videos where I bitch about music, and I even play it every once in a while. And I'm using my YouTube channel as a gathering place for potential fans when the band is finally launched, which is actually going to be, uh, we're going to be having an album come out in October. That is Very awesome. Exciting. Is the album finished? Like, is the album all finished up, or is it still being worked on right now? No way. Like, we don't <laughs> even have all the members. We don't even have all the members yet. Fair yeah. enough. I play bass, but it might be take me a little while to get there for band practice. So I probably suggest you find someone else. <laughs> okay. So awesome! I'm gonna put the YouTube. Like, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening, I'll have the YouTube card right up there. You just got done also with uh, what you have as a weekly special. Your fan suggest suggestions where you do a live stream and you just listen to music from what people suggest to you. Number one, mm -hmm. um, you're a tough man for surviving that. <laughs> Two, um, how are you feeling? Like, what's the mindset going in and what's and that mindset as it changes, as it goes on and then finally ends? Like, how walk us through how you feel going into these live streams where you just sit for four hours and listen to whatever your fans, music fans, anyone in general tells you what to listen to. You listen to it and then just do that for four hours straight. Just kind of go through your process and your emotional state through all that every week. Whew, that's a lot. Um, so the live stream is one of my primary revenue drivers for my channel. And, you know, it gives, it gives the fans a reason to toss a little bit of cash my way, and I have a good time discovering new music. Um, this this is, It's called Song Suggestion Friday, even though it happens on Saturday. There was a show that I stopped doing because it was killing my soul. <laughs> called Song Suggestion Friday. It would, ha okay. it, would happen every, it would happen every week, and I would start with, like, okay, patrons of this tier throw in their suggestions and I pick from those. And then Tuesday, all of their, all the patron suggestions go into a poll, which then patrons of a different tier then get to vote on. And then, just, and then I had to pull some from the comment section. It was such a bear to try and make it fair, you know, but at the same time, like to try and incentivize some, some support for the channel, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, I totally get the logic behind it. That is a big congressional voting process for everything, a, though. That's intense. It's a bitch. It was a bitch. <laughs> it sounds like that it. Was, that was, like, every week for, um, for how long? Uh, almost two years. Almost Jeez. two years. I, I, very, I very rarely took off a week. But um, either way, so I, I turned that because I wanted to start live streaming some more because I wanted to do more fan interaction and because super chats are like the way to go on the they platform are, now for sure. And I kind of stumbled into like, you know, what if I did try to do a song suggestion Friday live and now it's like this whole hullabaloo. And I like, I started off just doing like an hour or two and I bumped it up to four hours because I mean, that's about the, the max out time for everybody. But um, going into it, I'm always very nervous because, like, you have to be, like, show ready in quotes, you know, try to be somewhat professional, even though I don't, I, I'm not very professional. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's awesome. Right. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So usually as it starts off, there's usually some pretty good tunes. Some of them are a little eh. And then as it goes on, 
they tend to become more and more of these like these these fans of really obscure metal start sending their stuff in and the mix is trash and the comp is <laughs> just annoying and you're just like oh and you're sitting here having to listen to it i actually instituted a rule um uh geez a couple like a month or two ago called invoking my fuck you privilege where it's basically just like if i if i hate the song enough just next song <laughs> i don't care how much you paid have you like yeah? <laughs> have you have you laid the hand? Have you had to lay the hammer down quite a bit since invoking that like that uh, um, royalty rule? We're saying, hey, you're the king. You get to make the shots on that. Um, pretty much. I yeah. I, I don't don't. Um, it doesn't happen too often. It Good. might happen once a stream. You know, I try to be relatively open minded, but yeah. like once a stream is more than reasonable. No, though. No. Hmm. So yeah, Especially I think that's very the, the fair. volume of music we go to go through. I mean, we probably go through anywhere from thirty six to forty songs in a stream. That's intense. Yeah, even if you're clocking in, like just being generous and being short on that, saying three minutes a song, you're still saying that's over ninety minutes of music nonstop, straight at minimum, without well, any I, in between. I, I do I do take some breaks in between. That Thank is necessary, <laughs> but. But to go the whole time during those breaks, I'm playing the music that I pick. Good. So, you know, That's still, good. Still, still you're not going to cry. Love. Yeah, you're not going to cry in the corner, realizing, oh my gosh, two more hours of um, Jack, <laughs> Jack and the Zither metal from Lithuania of scream shouting and bad guitar notes. Uh, oh, see, I like I said this right before we just jumped on the recording. You are a brave man for doing that. Real brave. <laughs> I don't see. My thing is. I would totally be up for fan suggestions. I usually am, like I do for Patreon slots, like for albums upcoming and past and things like that. And that's fine, but that's very limited. I kind of time that to do very few of them now. I don't know if I could survive four hours of everyone just throwing suggestions at me with the gamble of them being good or bad all in one shot and having to show my face on camera, trying to be a brave face, not like going, ugh, ugh. Ugh, without having See, a mental thing. breakdown. I've, I've built up enough of my brand of me just being like completely honest about how I feel about things that people know what they're paying for. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's a part of that. I very rarely, I don't think I've actually ever had someone be like truly mad. And the only time they get mad is when they're like, hey, I sent you a super chat for like $10 and you didn't get to it. And I mean, that's literally just due to volume, you know? Like, trust yeah. me, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I wish I could get through all of them that were super chatted, but I mean, it just doesn't I, always happen. I totally get that. That happened to me, like, because on one of our Rock Coliseum live streams a couple months ago, the power went out in my house. Literally, oh, every shit. And you it just was lost all your super chats. Everything was lost. The stream was dead at that point. Like, it was only like seven minutes remaining in the two hour block, so it could have been much worse. And everyone knew what it was, but yeah, literally everything was gone. I had no way of retrieving it either at the time. I think there is now for future live streams you can go back on the way on YouTube's new garbage dashboard. I still have to figure out. <laughs> it sucks. I don't know if you've had to experience it yet or not. It is such a... Like, YouTube beta, studio beta. Exactly. Like They tried to make it flashier and more presentable, but they've restricted... They've taken away so many features and hidden so many necessary tools that it sucks. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. Besides besides that, so like I totally get that understanding of like, yeah, I get that people would be upset if they paid $5, $10 and you couldn't get to their name. YouTube, that is such a go-to excuse and blame game on how on the system but yeah we can't help it sometimes sometimes it's just youtube also oh, i know you, sure. you know that game you've you've had to fight those battles too so yeah <laughs> to put you in another bad mood after four hours of exhausting yeah. work not that it oh, not no that there, it's not very not that it's very isn't very rewarding but yeah i can see that as being grueling at some times so let's let's just say i haven't received my silver play button yet oh uh, see the thing is though you know it's coming no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Friggin one, of, one of the people who I guess we're in a partnership right now are like testing it out, but they've sponsored a number of my videos, like Guitario. Uh -huh. Okay. They, Guitario and Drumio are both under the same parent company, Musora. 
and they both have their own individual YouTube channels. Drumio is almost at a million subscribers. They still haven't wow. received their silver play button. That's intense. See, John, I think it took John from ARTV a couple months to get his. I've had a hundred thousand subscribers since October. Yeah, you're well over you're well overdue then. So I don't know what happened. They just they just don't like me, I'm pretty sure is the case. That sucks. October. Jeez. I yeah, yeah, I know a couple months. I think uh Dom or Dominic Noble, it took him a few months too. But at the same time, yeah, since October, I I don't even know who would contact about that. My algorithm got screwed up so bad after the big purge. So that's of, that's yeah. a part of what what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to also have a direct contact to YouTube as well. Once you hit oh. that certain threshold, they don't really talk about that, but that's okay. What's quote unquote supposed to happen. Gotcha. And and um, yeah, I don't have that either. So I don't have a person to talk to. I mean, I have an MCN, which is okay. Frankly, pretty fucking useless. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> See, my MC, yeah, my MCN um, is a group, and like the person, the rep from that MCN, he is a good guy, but he's just so busy, so it takes him a day or two to get something. But he always does respond, so mm -hmm. I am at least blessed in that sense because I've heard some nightmare MC monetization company stories and things like that. It's it can get rough. Um, they're not the worst, and they they did put some value up front. And I actually used to oh. have a specific person that I could contact, and then she got she changed roles into something else, and okay. now I'm just now I'm just stuck with a uh, the 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 customer or creator support email. Gotcha. Fucking useless. Yeah. So useless. It's like sending a ticket into IT and just waiting for someone to finally respond about it. It's That's worse than so sending a ticket into IT because at least the people in IT are typically competent. Huh. Well, <laughs> man, that's rough. I'm sorry. So um, on your channel, you have over 100,000 subscribers. The play button is there in theory. Maybe it's lost in the mail. I'll, I'll give them the benefit no, so like, of that. So I don't, maybe something changed when they went to studio beta. You're supposed to have eventually a button appear on your studio webpage. Like you're like, when you go to creator studio, there'll yeah. be a button that says claim your, claim your play button. Really? I didn't know it'd be that like, I didn't know it'd be that like, um, obtuse and like that presence. I thought it was like, they'd send you an email saying, Hey, you need to fill out this form, blah, blah, blah. You'd think that's what they yeah, would do. That's the logical because that, that would be the that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Was I giving credit to YouTube about using logic and common sense? Silly me. Oh. Uh, well, but even I'm so, sure I'm sure there's some method to their madness. But either way, yeah, YouTube's yeah, got it, YouTube's got its own problems right now. However, you still have the achievement of over 100k. That's enormous. So. Again, congratulations on that. that. So that's, yeah, so that's huge. Congratulations on that. So along with that, you have so many other cool things coming up. In the world of music news, um, there have been a few things I kind of want your opinion on. I kind of sent you a short okay. list because there have been some unique things. We'll kind of keep this light going forward. Um, Slipknot just got done having their first performance over at a festival in europe their first one uh full set performance of those entire list of songs in over three years wow i think that's pretty impressive because i know there's always off time and downtime with slipknot other band members do different things like stone sour for Corey taylor other band like mm -hmm. just other projects it's slipknot's back they have a new album coming out in august they already performed on jimmy kimmel here they have the new mass everything else like that my uh, take on this is I think Slipknot is coming in at the right time again now that they have a little bit more focus now that their lineup even though not reshuffled but like changed out a few members again for various reasons has that going for it I think they're going to come up with something a little more um, focused and refined and that's what I'm hoping for my kind of top like what do Talking you think as far as their sound there's yeah overall presentation in the new album yes gotcha yeah. What are you like? What are your quick thoughts on just Slipknot in 2019, or just more recent Slipknot over the year? Just over the years. Um. Now, granted, I'm not as familiar with the broader catalog of Slipknot as many other metal fans, so okay. you will grant grant me at least some of that. That's but, fine. Yeah. Um. You, you don't have to write the whole I, Wikipedia. So. <laughs> I don't know. The comment section 
kind of kind of treats me like I do. But no, either way, no, you're in my. This will be in my comment session, so they'll treat me like I need to. So you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, I, I anticipate the album's gonna be really well received. Um, for the most part, I'm sure there's gonna be some hardcore fans that are gonna be pissy about it. Because it <laughs> always is. Yeah. But um, <sighs> did you? Did you see the video that I did on that Loudwire article talking about like quote unquote metal beat 2019 being the, the year for metal? I did. There's, there's like there's like a bajillion metal albums coming out this year, and I think Slipknot's probably the biggest name. I would argue as a true like heavy music, yes, I would say Slipknot's the biggest. People make arguments for Tool, and that's a bit of a different ballpark though. So I would say Slipknot's uh, the biggest. I, I think well. Hmm. That that that's an interesting debate right there, but I don't want to yeah. even dive into that. Yeah, but, well, um, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I, th- I think it'll do well, and I think that there is like a very strong metal underground now. Not like, not like there is in, like used to be in cities and stuff. I mean, like online, it's yeah. it's one of the I, I would say one of the faster growing genres out there, and more metal musicians of multiple different subgenres are able to start actually making some money and getting some notoriety with their music. And yeah. I think I think Slipknot's going to catalyze that a little bit more because they're actually going to get into a, a mainstream spotlight. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I totally agree. I think Slipknot has transcended out of what would have been a very obscure metal sub subgenre and culture. I mean, looking mm-hmm. back at 1999, everyone's wearing masks, two percussionists and a drummer. That's a very unique setup and a very visually dark presentation for a band to be like, oh, this absolutely. Ele- to be elevated this high to be playing on late night, you know, that you can't get higher than that for any metal band at some point. So that, that, that sounds about accurate, man. No, as far as like my personal appreciation of the album, like most Slipknot stuff, I'll probably be able to take it or leave it. You know, okay. it's, and that's not nothing personal against Slipknot or anything. It's just like, um, that's a taste thing. I don't like know. Your own, it's like just your own personal. Yeah. You're into some things, you're not. That's very fair. Yeah, I think there's such a that's a weird thing too. Like this transcends out of metal a little bit. There are so many people where, and it's. It's died off a bit, like not even the metal elitist idea, but it's just more the band elitist. Like if a band releases an album, you have to defend it to your dying breath and you have to love every single thing a band does. And there's still people like that. And it drives me crazy just to think it's like it's okay if you don't like a specific album or song from a band that you still love. That's all right. I don't know. I don't know what you're... um... Go ahead. Did you see my video where I did the uh, the untethered angel reaction for Dream Theater? No, I did not. So yeah, that was basically part of the premise of the video. It's like I wouldn't say I loved it, but like it was a good song, you know. Uh-huh. And it's actually okay. grown on me a lot more as it's gone through. Okay. And you know, freaking, I didn't know what to what to think because I'd reached out to their PR guy and was hopefully trying to get an interview with uh, John Petrucci, which did wind up happening. I awesome. feel so blessed about that. But, That's um, awesome. You know, I'm sitting here like all of my fans are expecting my feedback on the song because Dream Theater is like my favorite freaking band. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, well, I have to do it, but I can't lie. I mean, I could lie, but then my fans might lose some credibility with me, you know? Like, I definitely don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. So... It was, it was a weird decision, but I made it happen. And yeah, it's like you like I love that band to death, but like there's a such thing as just being honest. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, like really, really, just how good is this? It's important. Yeah, and like I remember listening to a little bit of it just a couple months ago. The it feel, it sounded to me like the least dream theater esque album that I've heard in a long, long time. Because like, this was shorter than most dream theater albums by a long shot, too. It's either the shortest or one of the shortest. Right. It's so like really it's way down there. So I thought that alone kind of caught my eyes. Like, wow, this is like an EP for them. <laughs> this is yeah, only like enough. this is like the equivalent of three songs for other bands. So that's just how I saw that. <laughs> but um, I think 
like I kind of get what you're saying about that too, like whether it's Slipknot, Dream Theater, whoever. I think hopefully you can kind of see my viewpoint on that. Maybe you agree with me. You can actually love a band and not love every single thing they do. That's the way I feel about every single artist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's I literally yeah. the way I feel about it. And yeah. I, I guess that's kind of part of the moniker of Mike the Music Snob. You know, like, just because I absolutely love an artist, I don't love everything they do. Right. And that, that's an unreasonable ask for any honest person. Or maybe yeah. maybe my tastes are just too refined and maybe I'm too big of an asshole. Who knows? I, no, but, that, I don't like whether you have refined taste or not. That does not make you a jerk to love everything, not love everything that someone does. You know, I don't know if you have kids or not. I do not. Um, I all I know. OK, all I know is with my parents, when I was growing up, my parents didn't love everything I did. <laughs> I don't know of any parents that would be like that. So, and that's kind of an apples and oranges type thing. So look at it this way. If you're a sports fan, if your team played crap entire season and didn't make the playoffs, or do you hate the team forever? No. No. You'll give them another shot next year. You can love the team still. I, mean, that's, I, I don't know why music, there's such a discord with that. Why you have to just completely obsessed to the point of insanity and that's and again this goes outside I, metal yeah metal rock too i mean if you ever want if this is for anyone if you ever want to get a good glimpse of what we're talking about go on twitter and the day that taylor swift releases anything <laughs> all you have to do is just don't even type don't even respond to anyone don't even heart a favorite retweet nothing just type in hashtag taylor swift whatever that new song is and just read through and see the biggest flame war of people defending her like she is the new goddess no she's the old goddess now she she is very established yeah that's true she she started because she started young but she's still got a long way to go Sadly, yes, she does yeah. have a long way to go. She's not winding down anytime soon. I mean, I'm convinced she could just record herself getting ready in the morning with the blow dryer and her just mumbling lyrics to herself, and that will sell. I guarantee it will. Yeah, <laughs> no, no backtrack, no instruments, just her humming, you know, letting the cat out, whatever, just it, it'll sell. <laughs> I'm totally convinced of that. And I don't have anything yeah. against Taylor Swift either. That's the crazy thing. I'm just saying her fan base. I have, is... I have some things. Do you? I okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think another but, one that's. Go ahead. I was going to say her fan base is fucking awful. Yeah, like, it really not, it not, is. Not, I don't. I don't want to paint it broadly as such. I because I know a lot of people who are big fans of Taylor Swift that aren't yeah. shitty people. And like I know a number of people who are actually fans of Taylor Swift that thought that the uh, "Look What You Maybe Do" song was trash. You know. Yeah. It was weird. It was. It just didn't even sound like her. It was. Ugh, yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. Okay. A, fair a enough. Freaking like twenty twenty two minute video on that song. Oh. Okay. Then. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I just. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's why I brought that up about Twitter. You will see so many just warriors carrying that Taylor Swift banner, and there are other bands like that have that too. You know, Metallica definitely has their fan base that will gladly carve in their arms the lyrics to every song no matter how bad they are <laughs> and I, hey i love metallica it's a, little, it's a little too it's a little too emo for metallica fans <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough um what would metallica fans do tattoo it okay they get it yeah cigarettes into their arms <laughs> <laughs> into the shape of the letters of some of the song yeah. titles oh yeah. uh, i'll even get saint anger tattooed across my chest that's how much i love it oh but yeah so it's not that that kind of transcends but yeah metallica definitely has those too and that's what i think's crazy ah uh, i'm trying to think some more of the recent ones i know um 21 pilots they're getting up there with that really Oh yeah, I've seen the Warriors for Twenty One Pilots, and I, I, I have not expected that. I have nothing against Twenty One Pilots, but yeah, they're definitely getting up there with their fan base of becoming a band that has people that defend anything they do and putting it on a pedestal. Uh, Greta Van Fleet. Yep. Oh yeah, that are they already have that. See, that's thousand percent. They have that. Yeah, they definitely have that. They're one of the worst. They already have that, and what's weird too, they have people that are so anti Greta Van Fleet now too. In a very quick time, a young band has had the full uh, experience of fan bases of going both ways psychotically. 
little bit. Yeah. Little so, bit, yeah. okay. Quick thing. Okay. Let's just do it right now. What do you think about Greta Van Fleet? Oh, I've done three videos on Greta Van Fleet. Okay. Let's so, see. Okay. So, perfect. Uh, I, I haven't seen those. So, okay. So, I have a person who is a fan slash friend who knows them well enough. Let's okay. put it that way. Knows them well enough. Um, the bait, I, I can't drop too much information because I was sworn to a certain amount of confidence. Okay. Don't say, hey, don't share what you don't want to. So you're fine. <laughs> with, with, the with the information that I do know and with the, the vibes I was able to pick up just by listening to them and their, their general attitude, um, they are a bunch of kids who don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. Okay. Like 100. percent They they are they started out as a Led Zeppelin cover band. That it's literally what they were when they were in Michigan. Okay. And like any young kids who aren't exposed to a broader realm of music, wrote the kind of stuff that they love. I mean, when I was younger, all of my songs sounded like really shitty Metallica ripoffs. You know, <laughs> it sounded yeah. really really bad. Nice. You can catch some of that on my my freaking first uh, solo release. God, that thing was embarrassing. Ooh, nice. Uh, either, either way, um, so you know they're they're writing stuff that they know how to do naturally. They're not really trying to broaden their writing horizons, and okay. luckily, they have a singer who sounds like Robert Plant. Big time, and I, yeah, I mean that's not debatable. Yeah, <laughs> no it's not. How many people? No matter how many people want to debate it, that's not debatable. Yeah, uh, whether and whether the argument is if he's trying to emulate him or not, it doesn't matter. He sounds like Robert Plant. Yeah, doesn't matter one way or the other. Yeah, um, but point being, they they acquired a shit ton of fame for which, like, say there was a band that sounded a lot like um oh what the hell is their name <sighs> sorry now i just forgot could you describe them uh faith no more okay. say okay. there was a band that sounded like faith no more it's that like just grew up with nothing but faith no more was a faith no more cover band and then when they started writing original stuff Sounded exactly like Faith No More. Had a singer who sounded exactly like I believe that's Mike Patton, right? Mike Patton, that's, yeah, that's one of the or the main Patton. singer that they had for years, yeah, yeah. So, like that band would go nowhere because <laughs> no one <laughs> gives a shit about Faith No More. But you have Zeppelin super fans across the planet, and you have a bunch of forty and fifty year old milfs who want to relive their young days and get wet when they hear stuff that sounds like Led Zeppelin, you know? And those drunk moms, they are doing that to 20, a 19 year old and a couple of 22 year olds. Yep. That's the age of Greta Van Fleet. I think, okay, they might be 20. So like all early twenties, these are young guys. I, I believe, I believe they're all actually of drinking age. now. Really? So oh, happy birthday to your 21st. Finally. I just knew one of them was right. like much younger. And then like the others were like, they're all still young, lower twenties. I've met the guitarist and he was a nice enough guy. And like the way I see it with Greta Van Fleet, I don't dislike what they do, but I, you'd have to be deaf to not be able to hear the influence. And what drives I, me. I don't just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah. and I remember one of the big quotes from either the singer or the guitarist saying, Led Zeppelin er, was not one of their influences growing up. That fucking lie. <laughs> I, there, was lie. A, there was a lot of people that said the same thing. They said their biggest influence was Bob Dylan. That's dog shit and a half. See, they were if a they fucking were... Led Zeppelin cover band. <laughs> and if, <laughs> Zeppelin I could look, band. I'll have to look up the quote because I remember that getting shared like wildfire. Um, I know. I, I yeah. heard about that before. Yeah, too. and see, the and, thing is, too, if they wanted to say Bob Dylan was one of their biggest influences, that's fine. But don't, of. yeah, don't deny who the influence is on you guys. Yeah, that's say That was that was like the moment where I was like, okay, you kids are starting to like freak me out a little bit. How insane you are! That's starting to get prima donna esque. Yeah, 
that's, that's not even prima donna s it's just like it's just at best it's a slap in the face to led zeppelin <laughs> you know like fucking you obviously sound like them you obviously appreciated their music you obviously lifted their sound and you're just going to completely deny it and not give them any type of praise yeah literally making your fucking sound for you like damn you know yeah that's, that's shitty man that's i agree cool. and earlier this year they did an interview saying that they want to move on from sounding like and being compared to that and saying that it wasn't an overwhelming influence that was the key i just looked it up on google that led seven was not an overwhelming influence that's the quote my ass yeah it's like ass. i kind of tugging at your collar a little bit it's like really guys really and I, I don't mind Greta Van Fleet at all. I think they're fine. But at the same time, come on, call it what it is. So Greta Van Fleet doesn't bother me. <laughs> the reaction to Greta Van Fleet is what really bothers me. People okay. shouldn't people shouldn't be lifting. They should not have won best fucking rock album of the year. With the EP that came out in 2017. Yeah. That's insane Look, to me. I don't care who you think should have won. It should not have been that. Fuck I, no. 100% agree. And the Grammys have been a hot mess for rock and metal and Ooh, other categories for a long time now. And the last two years, it feels like, especially this year, at least like, okay, at least some of the nominees for various categories, it feels like they at least belong. But then mm -hmm. they give the winnings, the actual awards to very odd choices. Well, Grammys don't know shit about music. I, <laughs> fucking honest. Do you really do you agree with it that it's just a popularity contest? Because that's the thing that I have always seen. I don't. I don't even. I don't even necessarily think it's a fully popularity contest. I think it's a who sucked the right dick that year type of contest. Huh. I, I mean, think obviously yeah. part of it. Part of it has to be popularity for sure. But you know, it's like the Oscars. The Oscars are not a popularity contest. It's whoever jerked off Hollywood the best that past year. You know. Yeah. Whoever it's due for, like whoever deserves it this year has waited patiently long enough. All right, Leonardo DiCaprio's been patient long enough. Let's give it to this movie. That that can be one of the one of the criteria for it. Yeah. You know? Like when so, they gave um what's his face? Gary Oldman the Lifetime Achievement Award. Like Gary Oldman right. Oscars on fucking Oscars and he never got one. Exactly. That I agree with. Yeah, award shows, you know, it's it's either that it's or you cheap. go to like to either that or you go to the fan award shows where like it's all fan voting and then it's just that it's a full popularity contest. That is truly a popularity contest. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there's there's no winning either way. So that's what kind of sucks. So moving on to another band who's gonna have a big popularity contest and have fans swooning over whatever they do, Guns N' Roses. Oh, for sure. They slash has said new Guns N' Roses music is definitely coming. My response to that was, all right. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, why? <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, fine. We know they're touring again, and that's fine. I'm aware of the fan base and the money and the draw that Guns N' Roses has. Undeniable. For sure. For sure. Is anyone clamoring to hear Chinese Democracy 2? No. Yeah, I'm not. not. Exactly. What it's, like, really think deep. Maybe you have more to say about this. Maybe you don't. What else are they going to do now in 2019? What can they do? The same thing they do every album, Pinky. <laughs> try, try, to, try to rake in the cash with doing minimal? <laughs> yeah, try to rake in the cash. Exactly. This Pinky in the Brain episode nice. sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, try and to I, set up the next tour. Yeah, and for the record, I love Slash. I think some of his solo albums were actually pretty strong. The thing is, though, I, I just... Listening to, uh, I was listening to Wicked Stone when he was playing with Miles Kennedy on the way over here. Yeah, they're... Yeah, so fucking killer, dude. Right? The three albums they've done, they're so solid. And they work live yeah. amazingly, too. I, I personally and I know... think... I think that his solo stuff is better than a lot of the Guns N' Roses catalog. Well, you got to so, remember, too, Guns, he wasn't always with Guns N' Roses. He wasn't a part of Chinese democracy. They had, like, five other true. guitarists in that revolving door. I just, I don't know. I just don't see what Guns N' Roses can do in 2019. Maybe I'm wrong. If they, hey, you know what? If they prove me wrong and they just release a killer album that reinvigorates their, themselves, hey, I'm wrong and we get good music. Great. I think, I think if Slash takes the head of the writing process 
and he does some of the producing as far as picking who is in charge of what and what people are going to be doing what. And I think that if they tell Axel, hey, uh, you got to sing down a register or two, <laughs> I think they'll be fine. I think, I think that is a genius idea. And I don't know if that'll happen. I'm going to say it probably won't happen. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, it's too smart. That, I, like, there's... honestly, if Slash had more of a say in even just the music writing itself, like he actually has more say in not like let uh, Axel write whatever he wants in some aspects and things, but let Slash take care of it. the fridge. Fuck yeah. Ax- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put it right here, Axel, in front of the fridge. Your favorite Everyone place. <laughs> I know that was me. That was, that was I, so, I'm not. I'm awesome. not. I'm not one to talk. Ha ha ha! Come on now. Uh, I, think okay. I think he's actually lost a little bit of weight ever since he gained it, and um, he has. He definitely yeah. has. He yes, he's doing much better yeah, now. So I think it's okay. One of my favorite memes was comparing him to Big Chungus. That was so yes. Funny. I remember <laughs> those memes were everywhere. That was like what 2016, 17. Those memes were everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah he's doing much better now i know they're gonna play it louder than life that'll be their first actual set of the year this september so they have time maybe they're working on new music now i just <clears throat> excuse me i just don't see what they're gonna do i they're not gonna go back welcome to the jungle part two it's you know what, I mean, what? Metallic, Metallica did that with like how many fucking Unforgivens? Unforgiven too, <laughs> they did. Yeah. Speaking and three, of and three as well. I, yeah, they did three. I don't like to think about that one. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even like to think about the second one, to be honest. But that's totally different. Speaking of Metallica's back, hinting that they're gonna have Garage Inc. Part Two. Yeah, you sent that over, and I yeah. hadn't heard that until now. And I just broke like yesterday got, or today. I got mixed feelings on it, to be honest. I with don't you. hate. I don't hate that idea. I'm actually like, you know what? If that's what they want to do, I I'm not against it because I remember Garage Inc. There were some gems on that album. Oh, Garage Incorporated is one of my favorite Metallica albums. But yeah. I don't, like like when I'm if I'm ever grading albums or like grading songs, like I have like a top twenty one Metallica songs video mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I feel like it's unfair to include that in there because they didn't compose them, you know? Right, yeah. But, I mean, just like as far as in their catalog, that's one of my favorites of theirs. I love that album. It's a, it's but, very it's very underrated. People do not talk about that as one of the strong points of Metallica, especially in the 90s when Metallica did not have that many strong points. Mm-hmm. So, true. yeah, I yeah, totally understand that. But I'm not against the idea of them trying to do Garage Inc. Part 2, and that's fine. What are they going to include on that? I can't even tell you because today is the day of covers. I mean, there are covers on covers on covers, plaguing rock, rock, metal, online, anything you can think of. Every band's trying to cover everyone else now because that gets you more attention than trying to write something new. If they if they include a cover of Africa by Toto and they make oh a music my gosh, I will jump on the their sellout train. I will jump I, on that train faster than you can say fuck off metallica <laughs> just the fact that you put that out in the universe actually freaks me out a little because i can totally see him doing that james hetfield yeah africa missing the rain <laughs> oh it's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you <laughs> you missing the rain chugga 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 miss the rain down and <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I I know this will never get back to them, but I hope it never gets back to them. I hope no one I hope no one else jokes about that because Lars Ulrich (laughs) is totally the guy that would cash in on that hard. (laughs) I see. Okay, so speaking of Lars, that's the biggest reason why I'm a little nervous about them releasing any new music. Yeah. Ah, uh, I think he is not Just the. Out. I think Just I, out, man. I, well, my opinion is twofold. One, I think his head is so big for his ability. No mm-hmm. one comes into Metallica wanting to hear the excellent drum work. That has yeah. never, ever, ever been the case. Two, him as the speaking, the voice, and the business mind of Metallica is mm-hmm. not a good thing. So I don't know what he's going to do. However, I'm willing to keep an open mind for Metallica. 
Because, what did you think? Let me put. Let me back this up a few years. What did you think of Hardwired? If you heard it, I, I listened to most of it. Um, I know I, I listened to the whole thing through once. Um, it's it's all right. I didn't <laughs> yeah. hate it, but there like there isn't there wasn't like those. Um, and it could be the fact that by the time it was released, I was past the Metallica point in my life. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I just didn't. Eh. It didn't didn't do much for me. I didn't okay. hate it by any means. There was nothing on there that like ground my fucking ears to pieces, you know. Yeah, def. I agree with that totally. There was. I remember spit out the bone, which I really did enjoy quite a bit. That was the big one that caught me. But at the well, same a lot time, of people said that a lot of people yeah. said that, and I, I just I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. Fair enough. At the same time, I kept the back of my mind. This isn't Saint Anger or Lulu or Load or Reload. So, I think I was like. I was definitely grading against a low bar. But at the same time, I still enjoyed it enough to the point where it was fine. So I don't know. And so if Metallica does something like that with Garaging 2 and they do cover songs, again, please not Africa, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I didn't see that. And Mike, now I actually am totally... I can just see it too. I can see them doing it as a joke because they do stuff like that too. Metallica <laughs> are the band to do stuff as a joke. Ugh. I'm picturing James trying to sing that shit live. <laughs> I'm picturing, I'm picturing Kirk. I'm picturing Kirk like in the studio trying to figure out how to like kind of like shoehorn solos in there and stuff and not being able to figure out how to do it. And he'd just get really upset and freaked out about it. He was like, how do I even do this? You know, because it's, it's a basic song. To, and it's very synthesized. Did yeah. Did you see that, that thing of them, uh, Kirk and uh, Rob playing a Prince song live? Yes. What the fuck was that? I don't know. And I don't know what the point of it was either. This wasn't like yeah. the week after Prince died and it was a tribute. This yeah, was... No. That's the if like if that was it then fine at least get it but I don't get this at all I mean Metallica's not even if I'm correct Metallica's going to go they're still doing some tours overseas right now just like quick tours and stuff like that mm -hmm. I don't know what other new music there is but like Metallica goes like used to just go into hiding and not do anything but now they're just like appearing every now and then to do like recording themselves playing around Prince covers and um, national anthem playing, you know, just things like that. Like they played the national anthem for one of the basketball uh, games will, in the playoffs. I will say they're supercharging their fucking YouTube because, like, like as far as like, I'm sure you know, the more content you can throw out on YouTube, the better it will be. The, uh -huh. Metallica's biggest problem that I've seen is they don't space it out enough. They, they really? kind of like drop a bunch of sh at least as last time I checked, they kind of just like drop a bunch of shit at once. Okay. And then like wait like a day or two and then drop another bunch of shit. Like if they spaced it out better, they gotcha. could own the YouTube game. They they yeah. put so so much content out all the time. Most of it is live stuff. And you know, I mean if I mean I, I don't know how much money it costs them to do that or if they're just doing it anyway and the cost is already baked in, but considering how many people get shit tons of views for just a cell phone footage of a live performance of a band that everyone loves. The yep. fact that they're doing it themselves and it's the official. It's like, and it's high production value. I'm looking at the show yeah. right now. I'm seeing a ton of live videos. Paris. like There's like tons oh, of songs just from Paris that oh, just came out a couple of weeks ago. And there's tons of them. Shit tons, dude. Yeah, Switzerland, Paris, um, Italy. And like these are all in the last month. And there's a tons yeah. of like full songs with a high-end production value that they already had the cameras there anyway. And they yeah. throw it up there. And yeah, just if they did it right, they would have like on a cycle or a, like just something consistent, like say, hey, it's Metallica Monday or whatever you want to call it, and then do one new video a week. Yeah, that they would be dominating number one every with, week. Then. With, the, with the amount of videos they have, they could do one a day. They yeah. could literally do one a day, which would fucking dominate. Like I said, oh, the, the yeah. problem is you drop all this stuff at once. No one's going to sit there and watch all of them at once. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think you can. It's just the content. I'm looking right now to like, like actual music videos. They're live music videos being released. And they're doing fundraisers and stuff too. So they're getting the hits. And they would be getting more if they did it right. But that's just maybe that's what they want to do. Who knows? Metallica. I, mean, I, I don't, That sounds I don't. like a lot. Yeah. Maybe we're giving them too much credit. Maybe they're just doing it because they just want to do it. You know, they're Metallica. I'm just some guy on YouTube. Yeah. No, fuck. Don't, don't ever sell yourself so short, man.
Okay, fair enough. I'm a guy on YouTube trying to become a little bit more knowledgeable. There we go. I'm improving. I'm trying to improve. I'm just trying to understand the mindset of Lars Ulrich. In um, <laughs> don't try to understand that mindset. I get a little bit of a headache. I'm getting a little bit of a headache, but um, maybe I'll leave that. I'll try to figure that out later. So I did a I did a video on Saint Anger, and I did not cover nearly enough of what I could have, but it still gave me a headache. So that's yeah. my thing. So other just basic stuff coming out. I mean, we talked about quite a bit. Um, one thing I do want to wrap up on because this caught a lot of attention from a lot of people and the person in question still doesn't get it. And that's Ted Nugent. <laughs> okay. He still doesn't understand why he's treated so poorly by many of his peers and by the music industry and why he's complaining now about not being in the rock and roll hall of fame. Okay. So Again, don't know nearly enough about Mr. Nugent's catalog to... You lucky man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very picky about what I put in my ears. Yeah, very, yeah, you know what? I think more people should be like that. Ugh. Well, that's, that's kind of the, um, the, the idea behind Song Suggestion Friday. It incentivized me and then wound up incentivizing others to experience new music because obviously you're going to get those like fuck I just wasted my life type of fucking songs but then you you get these gems that come out of nowhere that you have never listened to in your life and you're like holy shit this is awesome this is right. really really cool but sorry not it's, to get off topic no it's um, no I, yeah I totally agree that's such a rewarding experience because I've had something like that as well like those gems buried in albums that never get attention that you almost missed that you'd never would have known about. So for sure. Ted Nugent uh, does not have any of those gems, by the way, he does not have one. Yeah, no, I mean, he was a hell of a shredder. Yeah. He might still be a hell of a shredder, but I never really cared for his when he's not, when he's not trying to bring out shotguns on stage and brag about his hunting kills and shouting yeah, racial slurs. This thing do not fucking uh, bring guns out on stage ever. That's a really uh, bad idea. Yeah, that, that totally I, I, is. I've, I've I've never heard anything about him shouting racial slurs. So I I don't know anything about that. I've heard I've heard of the one because like there was one bad one and uh, 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 uh. and what was it? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it was the N word, and it was I years ago. Was yeah, and yeah, I mean, I remember because it just got brought up because I remembered again. Ricky Rackman had been told about that. It's like I, Ricky Rackman was saying I was a big fan of Ted Nugent until that point, and he hasn't changed over the past twenty years. And he's also the guy that like brought out uh, Obama mannequin or like Obama dummy when Obama was president, and mm -hmm. a crossbow and like shot the crossbow at Obama on stage. Like okay, so. And anyone doing something like that towards Obama, I don't inherently feel is racist, but... No, he, not racist, but just, uh, yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, I yeah, agree with exactly. that. I mean, yeah. de de definitely fucked up. Um, but, I mean, if you look at something like that in context of other behavior, and you can draw a line, then you could possibly say it's racist. But, again, I don't know enough about Mr. Nugent to really, to really uh, speculate on that. See, I, I can I, tell you, I can tell yeah. you that... Um, Obviously, the biggest reason why he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is because he doesn't play ball. He happens to be an asshole, but okay. whether, he, whether he was an asshole or whether he was a, a great guy and a revolutionary, he wouldn't necessarily make it into the Hall of Fame okay. because he, doesn't, he does not play ball. That, um, okay, that is a logical explanation. That is actually a very understandable explanation, too. It's one of the reasons why, even if this project reaches the heights that I would hope that it does. I won't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and as a matter of fact, I will most likely piss on it. No offense <laughs> to anyone inside, it's to the institution itself. It's a unique one for sure. I remember last year looking at bands like nominated for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and asking people, what do you think about these bands? Just like to get opinions on it. And mm. it's a very odd inclusion and um the fuck is tupac doing in the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> janet jackson um what is she doing in the rock and roll hall of fame ll cool j being nominated yeah it's this it's stupid it's very odd um you, I, I don't think you're a professional wrestling fan i equate it to the wwe hall of fame where they have a celebrity induction every year 
Oh, yeah, no, I'm not familiar. Okay, like every year they put a celebrity in that's had anything to do with wrestling. Like Drew Carey is in the WWE. <laughs> just, right? Just stuff like that because he was in a Royal Rumble match once in 1999 or whatever year it was. Um, you're going to say, like, they have one of those at least. Congratulations, Drew. We award you with the Stoop to This Low Award. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And that was at the height, too, of, like, WWE. It's like, that's, like, the ultimate participation trophy, but it's also, like, a way to get celebrity name value so that way they get attention mm-hmm. towards the WWE and the Hall of Fame. I feel the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is doing that for the same reason. They always try I'm, to include I'm positive that's what it is. one person in hip hop or whatever area to bring in a cross genre audience to so wait, like pay attention. Are you, are you saying that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is willing to compromise its integrity? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? I'm just suggesting that sometimes <laughs> they want a little more positive attention and to get more people viewing them and wondering to you know what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about. Not in a greedy or um, low type of way where they're just trying to like kind of sway things and say it doesn't matter, but uh, yeah. See, that was my political response. That was as nice as I could put it. Fuck politics. (laughs) There's like so many of them now too at this point and there's so many names that aren't involved. I don't really know how you can argue it. Like it's just so odd. Bon Jovi's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know? It's like, okay. Sure. Chicago. Chicago's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Remember Chicago? Okay, I don't Oh, I love Chicago. See, that yeah. doesn't really like that doesn't really like that makes a shit ton more sense than anyone in the hip hop community. NW NWA's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's yeah, that's just like a no. Yeah. <laughs> they were in 2016. Uh so yeah, so there's definitely groups like that too where I I agree. It's like why are they there, you know? And I guess it goes to that thing. They're just trying to get that all that attention from other groups. And they're going to start doing that. Like, do they start doing that with other genres outside of hip hop at one point? Do they start going to like the, to the full pop, like teeny bopper pop type scene too when they start doing that? Is Taylor Swift going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at one point? Probably fucking will. I say yes, she definitely will. There's not a doubt in my mind. Like, there's no way that's unavoidable. No matter, even, you know, she did that one song with, um, the recent one with uh, Brendan Urie, Panic at the Disco. That's more than enough excuse to have her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't get me started. <laughs> there's tons. Oh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> it'll, and when the nominees come out this year, it'll be the exact same discussion, though. There's going to be like one or two like classic hip-hop names that are in there that people are going to go, why? And I don't even know who that would be, like Vanilla Ice. Maybe Vanilla Ice is going to be put in the Rock and Roll, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. He shouldn't be in any Hall of Fame <laughs> at all. I'm sure there's one Hall of Fame you can put him in, like the uh, Best Trier Douche Award. Bag. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, man, he was a hot thing for a minute, and then he faded into obscurity. Yep, Dude, Tupac. John's video on his, um, I think it was called Cold as Ice, his movie. It was fucking hilarious. I remember I the, so yeah, I remember the Nostalgia Critic video of years ago of that same thing where he has like the, his, him and his motorcycle gang, 90s group, got stuck <laughs> in a small town and they have to stay for a couple of days while their motorcycle gets fixed. And oh, they're thrown into this wacky world and he falls in love. But he's got it. She's got a dangerous fiance. It's just the most cliche garbage, all with the soundtrack of Vanilla Ice. He is the original Jake Paul. That's a <laughs> shot, Dang. <laughs> it, it, it's so fucking true, though. Oh my gosh, dude, you might dude, be dude right. Fucking rap, dude. Couldn't fucking rap. They have similar looks, believe it or not. Yeah, they both, they both act like fucking douchebags and have such low self-awareness that they yeah. actually believe that they're the, the protagonist of their story. And then they eventually had to go into another work field and genre. Like Vanilla Ice went into motocross and BMX. I, I at least appreciate him more there. Yeah, well, <laughs> as a motor with a helmet on and not singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. So there's, um, I think those are the big things that have gone on this past week. I know it's a lot of just potential news and things like that. But in the rock and metal world, sometimes that's better because you hear a lot of bad stuff sometimes. And as we go on, as we keep listening, I think there's a lot of good things we need to try to look forward to. Like we talked about earlier, Slipknot's probably going to have the biggest album release in like metal 
And there's a lot of big names coming out with new music too. We talked about, I mentioned Tool a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on Tool's new music finally coming out in 2019? Has it released yet? No. They've, they performed two, they've performed two new live songs that I've heard myself in person. I won't believe it until I have a physical album in my hand. Okay, you know what? Put it in the CD player. I think that is a very fair and understandable response. As we've heard, new music is coming since, what, 2007? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just be generous to say 10 years. We've been heard new music is coming for 10 years. <clears throat> and now 2019, and they're saying it's going to come in August. Is the, the last week of August they're saying is the release date. And to put a further addendum to my statement, and I still won't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I hate Tool. I just, they're a band I just don't care that much about. <laughs> not your thing. Hey, trust me, I get that. Not everything's... I, yeah, I totally there's get a number that. Of their songs, there's a number of their songs I find awfully enjoyable, and I think that they can make some really good like background music while I'm working on other shit. Okay. But it's like, I, I have a number of people who used to request Tool all the time, and I would be like, look, this is pissing me off, not because I dislike Tool, it's because I'm forced to talk about this to you guys. Yeah. And I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have literally nothing to fucking say. See, I'm a like, fan of Tool, and even I get at some point it's like, okay, we have new music coming, they said. I have no, there's no other news. That's it. What else is there yeah. to say? And I think that's what kind of goes point, to the point also where I'm trying to ask other people. But literally, all we've ever heard is coming soon, coming, eventually. It'll possibly happen. It will happen. It might happen. There are recording sessions. Recording sessions have to be put on pause. It's like, okay, you know, that's like kind of what people made fun of going back to um, Guns N' Roses. People made fun of Chinese democracy because it took, what, seven years, eight years to make? Something like that? I think longer than that. And, oh, what a product it was. So I know. <laughs> Mediocrity, you know? Is that what people are going to be... Are people really going to say that Tool's new album is mediocre if it comes out and it actually is mediocre? And I don't even think it'll be mediocre. I think it'll actually be solid. But at the same time, people are going to defend it no matter what. People will salivate at the idea of Major James Keenan coming out with new music. I imagine if you take the, um, the brand association of Tool away from that album, it will be a more than valid album. It'll be solid. I guarantee it. I don't expect Tool to put out shit product. Okay. I would never anticipate that. Okay. See, that's, that's a fair argument too. Like, um, people are going to be holding it up to the level of Tool, or I guess the measuring yeah. stick of what Tool—the measuring stick of what Tool has released in the past—and stacking it up. Yeah. If mm -hmm. if this was, I don't know, Band X from Seattle, Washington, releasing this exact same music but under a different name, would people have the same reaction? Yeah, and yeah. it's very tough to remove that, or yeah. at least be cognizant when you're when you are grading it that way. You know, like me being quote unquote a little harsh on the Dream Theater song. It wasn't the fact that it was a bad song. It was taking into account that this is fucking dream theater I'm talking about. I hold them to a higher standard right. than I would say Static X. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, for people that like Static X, there's a big difference between dream theater and Static X. A big difference. Exactly. That's not, that's not to talk shit on Static X. It's not, not a shit talk there. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't hold Static X to the same standards I would hold dream theater either. You know? Right. That's a very fair. I mean, that's... Like I said, apples and oranges, those are two totally different bands. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a great um, way to end, like kind of wrap things up because there's new music coming out, there's new stuff coming out, and I know you are up to your ears, no pun intended, in all the things you have to take care of. So as we wrap up, I want to leave this. If, um, if you are listening to this on YouTube or any other podcast for us, but especially YouTube, feel free to open up the YouTube cards. You can check out the subscribe link for... Uh, become the night and Mike the music stop over in the YouTube cards on the top right corner and in the description, along with some of the music we talked about. We talked about Slipknot, um, just Metallica, Greta Van Fleet, Taylor Swift, Guns N' Roses. I'll have some links for you there. Um, Mike, if you would like to kind of give another promo really again, just like kind of tell people where they can find you, I would just leave that for you now. So just go ahead and inform everyone about your channel and how to find you on YouTube and other avenues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Become the Night, Night with a K. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Become the Night. Um, and 
I will be having a music video coming out, hopefully mid-July, of something that I think you all will uh, find very interesting. That is awesome. So definitely subscribe so that way you get notified on when that music video comes out, everyone. Um, again, if you're listening to this on the podcast that rocks channel, this is a new channel. Please subscribe. We're trying to get the numbers back up. I just built this channel as a side channel to rock the main channel. Please subscribe to that too. So that way the algorithm isn't messed up on either channel because I'm going to be posting hour-long videos on this channel more frequently. Um, please subscribe to both. You can check this out on Spotify as well. Thank you again for listening. And um, I speak for Mike when I say this, for love of God, Metallica, please do not make an Africa cover. Ha, ha, ha.